I'm John Ryan and this is Pod Roast. This week, more royals. The daughter of the less than previously grand old Duke of York seeks out slaves and tech startups show us how it's done. Thanks to Harper's Bazaar for making me aware of our first victor- uh, podcast today. Having become your go-to podcast review for royal podcasts, here's yet another. Although we're looking at least W-list royals now, 12th in line to the throne, Eugenie presents Floodlight, the anti-slavery collective podcast. Hi everyone, it begins with a warning that it includes sensitive material. Then track one from now, that's what I call totally anodyne podcast themes, plays for a bit, before I'm hide everyone again. Again. That's a good start, sounding like they've forgotten the utterly redundant content warning at the session and had to record it later. It's a podcast from us here at the Anti-Slavery Collective that looks to raise awareness of modern slavery by sharing stories and speaking to interesting people that are looking to combat it in their own way. Eugenie and her best mate Jules have been passionate about fighting against slavery for the last nine years, they tell us. There are over 40 million people in slavery across the world, and we're going to hear from a huge range of people about how they're helping us in the fight to rid the world of modern slavery. Over this read out, long, tedious and totally uncrafted introduction, the theme is still bubbling away, the aural equivalent of a kettle boiling dry. Our host voices are so similar it's hard to distinguish who's who. Thanks to the Daily Express for its review. Hilariously, it brought in a speech therapist to have a listen. Her voice is deep and pleasantly husky, and it dips in tone after she says her name to avoid any celebrity-style big-ups, says the paper. Overall, she sounds experienced, but also low-key and calm, and therefore very unlike her other high-profile royal podcaster Harry, says Judy with an I. Now, I wrote the book on unnecessarily bitchy sideswipes, but even I thought that came out of left field a bit. Eventually, the school assembly read is mercifully done, and the three called Plinker Plonkers packed away as synth, and we're into a slightly waffly, unscripted chat between Jules and Eugenie. They tell us about their epiphany, which took place in Calcutta. That's where they learnt of the existence of modern slavery, and how they returned to London, passionate about fighting against it. Now, I'm sure they want us to think of them as earnest superheroes. What can two young girls like us do to help, they ask, before answering with the stock two-word platitude, raise awareness, which just kind of paints them as slightly naive, privileged, self-obsessed Sloanes. I mean, it feels a bit like scalping a kitten to criticise their mission, but a good producer would have steered them into talking less about themselves and their journey, and more about those 40 million unfortunate subjects we mentioned before. Anyway, before long, the synth is back and we're into another slightly tedious and shonky red section defining modern slavery. If you ever hear one of my podcasts and you hear a double breath like that, please disregard everything I ever say and review again and forcibly remove Pro Tools from my MacBook. The girls then do something I've heard a lot on podcasts. I've now had a relationship with them for 8 minutes 48 seconds, and yet they give me a bizarre addendum to their definition. We hope this was a helpful overview of the AS Collective and of modern slavery in general. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Let's get into it. We're already into it. I've been listening to this spaff now for nine minutes, nearly. Please think about your messaging. Think about the words. Think about story, FFS. How many times am I going to hear another podcast doing all the naff things that radio did for so long, seemingly because its cloth-eared host listened to some bad examples of other podcasts that did that and surmised that's what podcasts do? It's lazy and it's dull and it's a charmless waste of time and data. 
More of the same synthesizer, and they introduced their guest Caroline Hohe, a criminal barrister specialising in slavery. Now, she's a good get, but they make it all about her, the work she's done with their charity, how she drafted the law around modern slavery, etc., etc. It's all about her activism and her profession, not about the compelling human story. We're now 10 minutes deep and I've not heard a single story about a modern slave. Instead, they do that horrific podcast trope of telling me what I'm going to hear in the studio and then cutting to the atmos of a recording on location into their warm-up chat. Eugenie says, We're sitting doing our podcast that we've been talking about for two years with big scary things in front of our faces. I do hope she means microphones. But again, this is a tired, overdone, saggy way in. No one cares about mics and the fact it's taken 24 months for you to get your entitled asses into gear the first question to this brilliant woman please just tell us like when did we even meet you again with such wheat around why ask questions that can only give you chaff we do get to some illustrative case history but not until about 14 minutes in and it just casually comes out of the slightly impenetrable rambling conversation all the time our hosts drag it back to fact like when was the first modern slavery case yes you need some facts but audio gold never comes from facts it comes from emotion anecdote and opinion back to judy with an eye who i can't decide is deliberately pouring shade on this with this brilliant sentence eugenie peppers her speech with verbal fillers saying you know to sound hesitant and inclusive and sort of to sound less rehearsed and more colloquial but perhaps the last word should go to christine by clementine an apple podcast reviewer she gives floodlight one star and says the irony of who her father is you might want to start at home if you're worried about girls being slaves UKTN the podcast is the strangely configured title of the UK Tech Network podcast. No, me neither. It seems largely created to provide something for tech investor Uncapped to sponsor. Episode titles include words like scaling up, neobroking and pivoting. The podcast tile seems strangely insipid. A few vertical lines reversed out of a diamond, set skew-whiff within white space, and the signature tune's the kind of bubbly arpeggio synth you might hear in the reception of a tragic boutique hotel. The Precy tells us host Mark McDonough is going to sit down with some of the UK's most influential business founders, take a journey through their experiences in seeking funding, facing marketing and sales challenges in an ever-evolving digital world, blah, 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 blah. It starts with a few supposedly compelling clips of Matthew Pryor. He runs a platform that he tells us is a better business than Airbnb. Essentially, it matches up pet owners and people who can house and pet sit for them. It's called Trusted House Sitters. That's kind of it. I wonder how they'll make 30 seconds out of that never mind 30 minutes but that's why i'm here so i'll give it a go our host mark's interviewed over 3,000 people like matthew which is maybe why he sounds like he's had a lobotomy he's got a lovely irish accent but with none of that attack you'd think someone who'd spent that much time in front of a microphone too would know not to pop on his plosives that's the terrible noise when the air of a p sound in particular hits the mic which on a podcast about pets is an issue that gets in the way slightly get yourself a muff love there's a slightly clunky sponsor read then again we get the studio link into location first question thing and one of the many things we can blame on covid is the lazy zoomification of audio and video gathering those spiky digital artifacts and room echo are here which makes stuff a chore to listen to for very long i'll never understand why podcasters don't get their guests to record locally even on well set up smartphones and marry the audio together later 
It's a much more purposeful, ethical and sustainable business model than Airbnb, says Matthew, about his business, as you'd expect. I mean, well done and everything, if you can make a living out of hooking up crazy cat people and cat owners wanting a holiday. But that really is all I learnt. We kind of go round in circles a bit. He puts the apparent success of this business down to a North Star metric, and I'm sure your listeners will be familiar with that. Thanks, Matthew, I'm not, so cheers for making me feel stupid. There's that usual podcast sin going on, under-editing, ums, you knows, and slightly circular sentences are all left in. He tells us, in this slightly overdone, get-on-with-it kind of way, that pet-sitting facilitates a lifestyle where you can work from anywhere. And post-COVID, there's an inflection point where this slip of a business idea, with that euphemism steady growth for the last 10 years, has finally had its moment. Anyway, TrustedHouseSitter.com has just managed to sweet-talk £10 million out of someone for American expansion, so what do I know? I'm John Ryan, weary and disappointed this week with Floodlights, the anti-slavery collective podcast, and UKTM, the podcast from UK Tech News. I listen to these, so you don't have to. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.